Um, and I've noticed that French people don't tend to make a huge fanfare about birthdays. I know that in Australia and in the USA, um, for example, my friends will send me like 30 helium balloons to my workplace <laughs> as a for, for my birthday and I'll receive lots of flowers, I'll have a gigantic cake and I don't think you really do those things in France. From what I've seen and understood, you do not send flowers or helium balloons to someone's workplace in France, even if it's their birthday. And Bonjour et bienvenue. This is Le Vrai Français. Every Friday, join me, your host, Bumoyo Basso, here on Lingua Podcast as we speak to French teachers and popular polyglots from around the world to understand French expressions, culture, and a bit of French history. So whatever level you're at, whether you're a complete beginner, an intermediate, or an advanced learner, Le Vrai Français is here every Friday to teach you French the right way. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe now on your favorite listening app to never miss an episode or for more content, follow Lingo Podcasts on Instagram. Hello everyone and welcome back to Lingo Podcasts. This is, I always get these episodes mixed up. This is the latest episode of Le Vrai Français. And today I'm here with, um, with two very special guests. Yes, this week we are with two guests and not just one. Uh, so a bit of a change this time. And we are with the founders and creators of the Instagram page Naked French. So I'm in the company of Michelle and Alexandra today. Alexander, pardon, <laughs> today. But I'm going to let them um, do the introduction of themselves because they'll obviously be better at doing that than myself. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's up? I'm Michelle. And hey, I'm Alex. Yep. And uh, we're from Naked French, I guess. So I'm Australian <laughs> and I'm a French learner. And Alexandre is my partner and my in-house French teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Must be really convenient to have your French teachers, your partners. Well, that would save a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> it actually gets a bit annoying sometimes because, you know, when you're learning a language, you want to ask a question three or four times, but then after a while, you're just like, oh, I don't want my partner to think I'm an idiot. <laughs> 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 you don't know what that's it. <laughs> so yes, I, we have a French friends, so it, it's really great. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to, uh, who do I start with now? Uh, I think, let's, let's start with you, Michelle. Okay, so let's, um, I'm going to ask, um, are you French? Where are you from? How, how did this whole French story come about? Yeah, that's such a such a fantastic question. I actually had nothing to do with France for a very long time. It's only sort of a recent thing. Actually, my best friend married a French girl. And one day they will have kids and I'll be the godmother. And I thought, my goodness, <laughs> they're only going to speak French and I won't be able to communicate with them. So um, a year ago, I thought, that's it. I'm on it. I'm going to start learning French. And um, I'm very passionate about language learning 
passionate about language hacking very um i was very obsessive about it and yeah i i, I think i have a pretty good fluency level um and it's been one of the most pleasurable and enjoyable journeys of my life to be able to speak french with lots of native natives and understand what they're saying and, and like explore the culture more it's extremely different to what i thought it would be so yeah okay um so i'm we're, we're just going to we're just going to come back to that point you made on culture because that's what we're we're talking about today but just before i do that i'd just like to ask you alexander a question what's it like um um, Michelle talked about you being uh, her friend, her in-house French teacher. What's that like? What's it like um, being, uh, quote-unquote, a French teacher to your partner as well and just creating this, um, this platform that you've created on Instagram because your page is amazing. So would you like to talk a bit about what it's like helping Michelle and what it was like starting up your Instagram page? Yeah, sure. So just for clarification, Misha is really the one building the page and me just the one like helping on the side. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, so she's really the one doing most of it. Um, but yeah, no, when it comes to, to being an in-house uh, French teacher, um, I mean, I'm French, right? So, so I can speak French pretty well, um, okay. obviously. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, so it's more like uh, I guess the 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 same as like any other thing that you teach. It's more a matter of like you know being patient and trying to to come up with the right way to to give the the knowledge uh, when it comes to language, what matters and what doesn't. Uh, trying to break down the different like rules that they need to understand so that you can actually um, you know learn how to speak. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a lot of repetitions, a lot of. Uh, very small and slow sentences in the beginning and then uh, progressively you start like doing a bit more um but yeah as she, as she mentioned she also has a lot of other french uh friends who she's been talking to quite a bit so it's not just been me for sure um so yeah no it's been uh, it's been pretty easy especially michelle is a good language learner so like she loves it so it's really like she, she puts all the energy and efforts that she needs to uh, in order to learn. So, so yeah, it's, 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 been, it's been actually pretty, pretty good, pretty easy. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's really easy on the eyes as well, your, your page. I mean, we're talking um, <laughs> just before we started recording, and I, I, I couldn't stop saying that I'm a big fan. Honestly, I have um, just a few pages. I have a lot of um, French pages I follow on Instagram, because if you listen to this podcast, you would know I'm a little bit obsessed but um <laughs> your page is is um now it's something it's it's one of my my favorites actually it's one of the ones where i'm done with work for the day and the evening i just want to relax and see what you guys posted and see your stories and learn a bit more french it's it's very useful and it's very very um very nice very well done yeah thank you so much that, that makes us so happy actually this page is only um three months old <laughs> oh, wow so it makes me so it makes me so happy to hear that i actually only started this page um yeah march and covid when we were trapped in our houses and couldn't get out and i was like oh my god <laughs> and what i wanted to create um at the start was a documentation a live journal of my journey in french um, so I wanted to have a post every single day such that 365 days later, I'd be able to look at it and be like, wow, this is my journey. This is yeah. my progress. This is how I've moved. And 
I think um, through it, I realized so many other French intermediate learners started joining me on this journey. And I realized there was definitely a, a large hunger in the community to have more access to really authentic, interesting, relevant and modern intermediate French content. And then from there, I was like, oh, my God, like, like I just love doing this. So um, other people came and joined me on the content creation journey. We have Sade and Stan, so it's really exciting. Um, so now Sade and I are actually working on a mini video series, which we're hoping to drop in July, which oh. actually explores, um, so she's a French native speaker, and we want to explore um, how French is actually used and actually spoken in, in modern conversations. Uh, so for example, I'll give, um, in English, like when I get an ice cream, um, I can be like, oh, I love this. This is so great. Yep. And then, you know, when I'm in a relationship with someone, I can be like, oh, I love you. You're awesome. Yeah. And then when I, when I see one of my friends and they pick me up for, for a ride and take me out, I'm like, oh, I love you. You're the greatest person ever. And just, that sentence, for example, I love you, can be used so broadly and can be so ambiguous sometimes. Yeah. The same is definitely the same. Um, sorry, it's definitely the same for any language. It's definitely the same for French. And what we really want to do is take these, um, take how French is spoken and really explain it and debunk it for lots of other intermediate learners around the world. Yeah, I love pages like yours who um, provide intermediate content because I always feel... Um, there's a gap between beginner content and, um, and, and, and that intermediate content. You know, you can be a beginner, you can really have, uh, I don't know, textbooks or apps or, or things like that. But then there's a time you have to move on from those kind of basic things to a bit more, to, to things more advanced. You know, not advanced, advanced, but like intermediate level. And your page is one of those pages that actually help provide that um that bridge and, and close that gap and help people to actually move from a beginner level to an intermediate level and i always feel once you get there you know it would be easier to keep going on and um, improve your languages later yeah that's really great to hear because that's definitely the gap we were trying to plug i think there's definitely a huge hole in between when you get off duolingo and you know how to say basic sentences yep. to then you get up to chat into a native on Hello Talk, and you're just like, I have no idea what you're saying. Um, that gap is a very large gap, and it takes quite a lot of work and lots of little mini steps in grammar and listening and pronunciation to get there. And I really hope that through my Instagram page and some other project initiatives that we'll be launching in the future, that we'll be able to break them down into more systematic steps. Um, I think French is very difficult because the way that it's spoken does not look anything like the way it's written. Yeah. Unlike other languages, I actually think this makes French a very difficult language. Um, so I actually learn languages from a friend of mine who's a polyglot and he speaks 11 languages. He speaks wow. everything from Hebrew, Chinese, Vietnamese, you name it fluently. And he's just like, yeah, Michelle, French is hard. French is harder than Hebrew. And Hebrew has a completely different alphabet. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, I do really think French is quite difficult because of these nuances. It's very dif um, different to, say, Spanish or Italian. Um, so for those reasons, I think it's really important for me to try and create materials that plug that gap in the intermediate stage and help people build confidence and get over that bridge from, you know, that awkward, like, 
babble phase to yep. being able to watch Netflix and being like, yeah, I actually understood what they said. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always very exciting uh, when you can finally, uh, I don't know, watch a video or watch a series. And even, even, with, even if it's with subtitles and you can get what is going on, it's, there's always this rush of dopamine and you're always extremely excited. <laughs> Um, Alexander, I, ju- I just want to come back to you. I know we've taken so long, but we are going to get into the topic for today. Don't worry, guys. Um, we're going to talk about French culture, okay? It's going to happen. But just one more thing um, I would like to ask Alexander is um, you, you speak English really well, really, really well. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> obviously, you speak French because you're a French native. Um, yeah. Th- it's going to be two questions. The first one is how, because um, people would be, there are French people who listen to this podcast and um, some of them listen to train their listening comprehension. I've had people tell me that before. So the first question is how did you get to such, a, an, such an advanced stage with your English? And then the second question is um, if you learn other languages apart or if you have learned other languages apart from English? Yeah, these are good questions. Um, yeah, so when it comes to English, um, I mean, there's not a lot of secret there. I've actually lived in New York for seven years, uh, from 2013 to uh, beginning of 2020. So I just left okay. in uh, January. Um, so yeah, so, so I've lived like quite a bit in New York, so that definitely helps with uh, the accents. Um, I mean, I, don't, I, I do think I still have a French accent at the end of the day. Which is fine. I think yeah, it's, it's, a, fine. it's a good thing too. Yep. A little bit. But, but yeah, so, I mean, English is a fairly easy language. I think that if you, if you get to speak it a little bit for, like, if you, if you either go to an English-speaking country and you, and you speak with people for, you know, a few months, that's already a very good way to, to really improve your, your pronunciation. And otherwise, you know, all movies and stuff like that, it's, it's, it's um, yeah, it's definitely a, a, an easier language to learn than, uh, French, for example. Um, and when it comes to other languages, I did study a few other languages, um, but I never got to real fluency in any of them. I'm not as um, driven as Michel is for learning languages, um, but I did study, so I, I, I can like get around in Germany in, uh, in German, and I can, I used to be able to get around in Chinese uh, in uh, Mandarin. But okay. I have lost that one pretty pretty badly, so I don't know how I can't say anything anymore. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I have worked and, and lived in uh, in uh, in China for a couple of months, uh, where I was working like in a in a factory there. So I could definitely get around Chinese. Um, but yeah, that's that's something I haven't used in like the last nine years, so or eight oh. years. So so yeah, so definitely lost that one, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but it could always come back. So one one um, one last question. This. This is the last one before we talk about the topic. I assure you, Alexander, favorite um, language, English or French? Quick, quick answer. Okay? No explanation. <laughs> that's, that's, English or French? <laughs> that's a very hard one. I actually have both for different reasons. Um, I, think, I think French is a, is a very interesting language, the structure, and it's like ability to, to really get nuanced. Yeah. But I think English has a much richer vocabulary, which allow it to be more precise. So... Yeah, it's it's a bit of a of a weird thing where both languages I, I do really enjoy. Um, so yeah, I won't I won't pick one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, it's fine. Okay, so today we are going to be talking about French culture, and uh, as you clicked on 
the episode for today. You saw the title, and today's episode is um, we're going to be talking about food, um, crazy course meals that French people have on special occasions. Um, this is a bit of a different episode for me personally because um, this is stepping out of my, my comfort zone, really. It's not really something I'm very, very knowledgeable about. But um, as you all know, on the podcast, I am always open to learn, especially when it's related to French or the French language or anything like that. Okay, so um, I'm going to start with Michelle. Um, I want to ask, we have, I mean, there are the normal um, French, uh, there are the normal occasions, special occasions in the world. I mean, things like Christmas, um, New Year, um, Easter, I don't know. But do we have um, special days in France which are unique to France? Yeah, you know, that's definitely a really interesting question. I'm going to let Alexandre um, answer that. <laughs> okay. He grew up with, um, and so I think it's going to shed quite a bit of light on that one. Okay. Uh, that sounds good. Um, so things that are only in France and nowhere else, um, there's probably a couple. There's the uh, Epiphany, which I'm pretty sure is, is pretty unique to France, which is um, on the, the end of the first week of January, on the, I think it's on the 6th of January. Um, and you basically have what we call the galette des rois, which is like a frangipane cake. Um, it's very like traditional. It's something where basically it's a cake in which you hide a little piece of, uh, well, historically it was a, a dry bean, but then it became just like a little figurine um, that you hide in the cake. And whoever gets that uh, little piece of, uh, of uh, figurine uh, becomes the king, basically. So you get like a, a, a paper crown that you can get on your, on your head. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's very traditional, uh, something that every kid in France um, knows about and is very happy about okay. uh, because you get from the king, so you know, that's good. And uh, yeah, so that's why it's very, I think it's pretty unique to France. Aside from that, I think most of our, of our holidays and special occasions are very similar to other, uh, other countries. Uh, obviously, we have, you know, um, culturally, we have July 14th, which is obviously unique to France, but it's not really a food occasion. You don't eat special things for, for that day. It's more like a, a celebration, but there's no like special food linked to it. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I, I think food-wise, Epiphany is probably one of the only ones that we really have. Um, the rest is more like variations on stuff that exists, like what we eat at Christmas is maybe a bit unique to France, but Christmas is obviously not to France, so yeah. Okay, so we're going to expand and expand shades a bit on uh, on the points you you brought up, which is food. Okay, so that's exactly what we're talking about. So thank you for giving me a nice um, <laughs> a nice transition. So <laughs> we're going to be talking about food, as uh, Alexander rightly pointed out, and you brought up. Um, forgive me if I pronounce this wrong. I don't have the best French uh, pronunciation, but galet de roi. That's it, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that is my favorite. It's so delicious. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I've never had it. Okay. I've I've heard a lot about it, but I've never never Oh, had it, it is good stuff. You gotta get one one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll probably just um look up on YouTube, check for recipes or something and and, and give it Very a easy shot. to make. Very really? easy to make. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely give it a shot. Okay, so that's one. Okay, so that's one. And we talked about one um, 
a special day and I, I can't quite remember the name. What did you call it? For the, for the you mean the, the, the holiday? Yes, for, for the um, Galette du Roi. So the, the day is called the Epiphany. Epiphany, brilliant. Okay, yeah. so that's, um, that's, what day is that? You said January, yeah? Yeah, so it's, uh, I think it's January 6th, the, the date, the exact date. Okay, so that is, that is that. Okay, so we're going to take that as the first one. Okay, so um, if, you, if you see the title for this episode, we are going to be talking about a, a couple. Okay, we're going to be talking about a few today, uh, more than a couple, but that's the first one. So, um, on more traditional, well, I say traditional, but on more generalized um, holidays, probably let's take one very, um, let's take the first day of the year. Let's take um, New Year's mm -hmm. Day. What is particular to, to French culture on that day? What do we eat? What do we do? Especially what we eat because we're talking about food here. But um, what's it like on New Year's Day in France? <laughs> That's a good question. So New Year's Eve, um, that really depends on, on, on what vibe you want to go in. Uh, I think most people will talk about what they drink more than what they eat uh, for okay. New Year's Eve. Um, but in general, like it depends. Like if you if you want to do something a bit more like uh, like upscale, uh, people will eat like foie gras. They will eat like salmon. They will eat like like smoked salmon. Uh, uh, that kind of of of, um, of meal. So it tends to be a bit more fancy if you want to go on the upscale way. Um, otherwise, it's just it's more a matter of like getting together with friends, having enough food for everyone, so you have like a bunch of things. Uh, to eat, um, so in general, it's just a matter of yeah, having having a lot of different like you know different dishes, uh, so that everybody everybody can eat. I think what's more like always there for any French New Year's Eve is going to be champagne. Um, so that that's kind of like the the staple of it. I mean, in English, we sometimes call it champagne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what? The first time I uh, because I am I'm, I'm a native English speaker and I know champagne like since I was little, everyone calls it champagne. But the first time <laughs> I learned the word in French and it was pronounced uh, champagne, I was like, what? Ch <laughs> <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you know what? I think it's one of those words we, we took in English from French. Well, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure. I think it's a French word. I think maybe the French also took it from... I don't know. But we probably took it from, fr from the French language. Yeah. The, the I word pronounced it wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's the name of the region where it comes from, right? The Champagne, uh, that's, that's where the, the, the actual drink is from. That's why it's called Champagne. Oh, wow. Okay, that's, uh, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, I said I was <laughs> going to learn on this episode, and uh, <laughs> that is being the case. <laughs> okay, so there's another special um, occasion that uh, is very particular in France, okay, because France, Paris is known as the um, La Ville d'Amour, if um, um, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so now we're going to be talking about Valentine's Day, and Valentine's Day is, um, is, is, is pronounced different in French, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, Saint Valentin. Saint Valentin, right. So that's Valentin is still Valentine's, uh, but so basically, in, in the in the in the like classic calendar, I guess um, you know every day has like the saint days a uh, uh, link to it. Yep. Um, and so, 14th of February is the 
is the, the day for Saint Valentine. So that's why we have a Saint Valentin, which is basically just the, the name of the saint. Okay, so um, French people being very direct. So <laughs> what's, what, what, what's done on this day? What do we eat? What do we drink? What's quite cultural um, to France on this day? Or is there nothing? Yeah, that's or is... a very good question. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I don't think that's a very French, uh, a very French day, actually. Uh, I think that, got, that, that came from the U.S. more than anything else. I don't think that Saint Valentin was really that big of a thing. Uh, and there's definitely not any kind of like, food that I would think of that would be like very like Saint Valentin. Um, so yeah, that's actually not really a, a French one. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> but to talk about um, to talk about romance and food, I've kind of noticed a lot of French guys grow up with a special dish that they think that they have to learn in order to impress girls. So <laughs> what's your dish? <laughs> little so little anecdote. <laughs> 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 he, gets, he gets a meal and he wraps it up in prosciutto. It's, uh, it's okay. which is not French; it's Italian. Um, which is yeah, it's a it's a, it's a dish with uh, veal scallops, which is pretty good. <laughs> and I had a other French friend, and I think for all his dates, he would always cook <laughs> duck breast. I think for Henri. Oh yeah. Wow. <laughs> Okay, so is it is this it's something that is rather cliche? It doesn't really work, but it's just something that is accepted for some reason, yeah. <laughs> it does it does work. It depends on what you call work, but yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it is, <laughs> it is uh, something that is appreciated when yep. you know when you can cook and you can actually um, do something with your hands. Uh, I think I think people like that, but it's not just like male to female. It's also the other way around. I think that that cooking in France is, is pretty important. So showing that you can cook is something that, that does hold some value, but you know, it's, it's not, it's not like, a, you know, it, it still matters who you are. It's not just about what you can cook. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Just before, um, just because it just came up in my head now, there's this expression. Um, there's a um, familiar colloquial way of saying um, to cook. What is that expression? Because everyone knows uh, cuisine, but you, mm-hmm. I mean, you can use cuisine, but there's, there's this expression that is more, um, I don't know, it's, it's less formal, you know? Yeah, there's a, there's a few, depending on, okay. on how vulgar you want to get. Uh, but like, um, a very classic one is faire à manger. Like, faire à manger, yeah. the, the eating, the translation would be. Yeah. Um, it's like it's very classic. Everybody uses that. Um, it's very colloquial. Um, then, if you want to get into a bit more like slang type of, of way to talk, so manger the, the verb to eat, uh, yeah. you can also say bouffer, um, which is just a slang word for manger. And so then you have the definition of like faire à bouffer, uh, faire la bouffe, um, uh, which is also like cooking. Um, but yeah. You know, um, there are million and one expressions you can you can use with fair. I was speaking to my French friend the other day, and she told me um, uh, this word um, uh, luplanin, fair luplanin, and um, you know, it's it's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird how uh, in French we just add ing to words, and it becomes French. For example, uh, uh, luplanin. Uh, uh, le jogging. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's really really weird and it's something that that takes some some getting used to. Okay, so 
let's uh, let's get back on track. There's another day, okay, um, and it's April Fool's Day. Is this day celebrated in France? Uh, yeah, um, not in a food manner, not really. It's more like a prank day, like pretty much everywhere else, I guess, like the US yeah. does it too. Uh, I, I don't know if there's like any food linked to April Fool's. Um, I think the, 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 the closest time in the year where you, uh, two April Fool's where you would do uh, food is more like Mardi Gras, um, which comes a bit before, I think. I think it's like late March. I think. Okay. Oh, okay. I can't the dates, but yeah, it's uh, so Mardi Gras is just like a, a day where you're supposed to eat like fat food. Um, yeah. So, I mean, different regions in France have different type of, of way to celebrate that. So I know from my family, I know more like the, the, the south uh, of France, like Provence. So I know there what you kind of do in terms of uh, types of, of food with the, like uh, the bun, which is like a fried piece of dough with like a lot of sugar, which is pretty nice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's more like pastry based. It's definitely not like a, a whole thing. There's also, Mardi Gras is also a time for, um, well, very close to Mardi Gras, in some regions, there's La Chandeleur, which is when you do the crepes. Um, okay. So we have, a, depending on the regions, like the dates and the types of, of celebrations are exactly the same. Uh, I'm not a super big expert on like when all these different ones come up because, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays people do crepes whenever they want. Yeah. Uh, they don't just wait for Chandeleur, so it's not like as much of a, of a special occasion. And, and I don't even think that most families will, will celebrate Chandeleur. Uh, anymore, but yeah. Okay, um, well, just one more question because I'm not sure. Is how is April Fool's Day called in France or in French rather? Uh, so when you do a prank, yeah. uh, the, the colloquial thing that to call uh, an April Fool's prank is Poisson d'Avril, which is uh, uh, April's. So I have no idea where it comes from. I don't know what the, the origin of that is. Um, but otherwise, the day itself is just the 1er avril, so April 1st, so there's no name specific. Yeah, but everybody knows that if you talk about the 1st avril, you talk about the fact that you're going to do you know, pranks. But the prank itself is the, is the one that has the weird name with the Poisson d'Avril. Poisson d'Avril. Something to do with yeah. fish. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you will actually see when you're like, I remember when I was young, like, you know, in class and stuff, like when I was like, I don't know, like eight or nine, yep. like you would, like one of the classic pranks is to actually uh, duct tape uh, a, a fish, in, a paper fish, right, uh, on the back of someone and have someone like, just like, go the whole day with like this, like duct tape fish behind them. Um, that's obviously when you're very young, right? It's not something you would do when you're a bit more mature, but yeah, yeah. it's uh, so yeah, so fish is really linked to that, but I have no idea why. Okay, um, okay. So there's there's another one. Um, there's there's a couple more here on my list. Uh, but one um, kind of general celebration we're going to talk about now is Easter. Okay, I I um. Then again, depending on um on your beliefs and your religion, and but then I believe Easter is something that is for the most part celebrated in France. So how how is it celebrated do we have a particular name as well for easter or yeah, what's so the, it like the french name for easter is pack um the to, so to be honest on that one uh, that's not one i ever really celebrated so i'm yeah. not entirely sure what the, the traditional like food that would be with it uh it tends to be a it, it is still a fairly uh, religious um celebration we yeah. do get um holidays from school around there. 
So that's that's mostly what I associate uh, back with, which is like being able to not go to school. <laughs> uh, but other than that, yeah, I'm not sure what the if there is any kind of food that is special for, for pack. Um, that I wouldn't really know. Um, that's that's not something that I really did ever. So yeah, that one I, I can't help actually. Okay, and then there's one last one here. Um, just before I, I ask you guys some more questions because I'm really enjoying this, this episode. Um, but unfortunately, we, we kind of have a time limit. So you listening to the episode, don't leave and walk away. So <laughs> one um, um, celebration that I would like to talk about now is Christmas. Uh, there are a lot yeah. of people who would love to spend Christmas in Paris or I don't know, in Marseille generally just in France because they love France and the French culture. So what's Christmas like in France? Is there a special meal for Christmas? Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that's a very good question. So I'm also going to answer that one from the perspective of Provence, which is, uh, again, the south of France. Um, okay. So every region has its own uh, variant on how to celebrate Christmas. So one thing that is can that has become a staple um, more recently, like over the last like hundred years or so, uh, is eating turkey for 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 the main dish. So that has become something of a staple across all the all French families. And for dessert, eating what we call la bûche, which is like a, it resembles a log, and it's like a, a ice cream and 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 a pastry uh, cake. So it's very good. It does, you can have like all the different types of, of, of um, flavors. You can have some that are like, you know, chocolate and uh, chestnut. You have some that are all about fruits. So it really depends on what you like, but they all look the same. They all look like a log, which is why they're called bûche. Bûche is a log in French. Okay. Um, so these two dishes tend to be staples pretty much everywhere. For the rest and for like the ceremony and how you approach uh, Christmas dinner, that really depends on where you are in France and your family like kind of tradition so i'm I'm going to talk about my family so to give you an idea but it doesn't okay. mean that everything is the same yeah so my family um so we did christmas we did most of the celebration on the 24th uh which is not all families do that some families do a little bit 24th and 25th uh, okay. so it, that, that but for us it was uh, on the 24th most of the celebrations um so in Provence, you have um, the way it works is like you have a first like dinner, which is going to be uh, seven dishes. Um, so they are supposed to be the the meager dishes called the plat maigre, but they're not that meager. They're like a, a lot of fish based and, and vegetable based. Um, normally, historically, the meat was for the twenty fifth, not the twenty fourth. But because my family doesn't really do the twenty fifth too much, we also do meat on the twenty fourth. Um, so yeah, so that's for the like the first segment of the meal. Uh, so that lasts like a few hours to go through seven courses, obviously. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> after two courses. Um, so yeah, so that's the the first thing. You obviously drink quite a bit of wine uh, during that uh, that that dinner. Then, if you're very traditional and also Christian, you would go to church uh, after that um, to go to the to the to the midnight mass. Um, and when you come back, that's when you have the second segment of the of the dinner, which in Provence, and that I think is pretty unique to Provence, is 13 desserts. Um, so that's quite a wow, few desserts. 13. 
Yeah, 313. Uh, 13. Oh, 31. Oh, <laughs> so okay. they don't have to be, they're not massive. Like, for example, like dried fruits could be one, one of desserts. So it's not like the goal is not to eat like too much, but you know, there's still a lot to eat. Um, as I was mentioning, like Labuche is one of them. Uh, okay. Historically, not because Labuche is pretty recent, but it is one of them now. And yeah, and you, you basically have uh, a bunch of these desserts. Um, you don't have to eat all of it, obviously. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to just like eating desserts. But yeah, so it is important for whoever is hosting the dinner to offer your guests uh, 13 uh, different um, desserts at a point. Uh, but yeah, so that's for the food aspect of, of, of the, the celebration. There's also a whole kind of like tradition around how you eat and, and how you, you know, how you dress the table all that kind of things. Um, there are traditions behind that too. Um, so my family was not necessarily following these traditions because they're a bit cumbersome, but if you really wanted to go into really traditional, then you have to, normally you set up like three different, uh, um, how do you call that, like tablecloths on the table and every day you're going to remove one of them. You're supposed to have um, planted some, some beans um, like a month before and you put them on the table. Uh, you have, um, normally you always have one more um, plate on your table. Uh, historically, it was to celebrate whoever had passed away during the year. And it's also a plate that could be offered to someone begging. If someone came and begged on uh, Christmas uh, Day, you would allow them to come to your table and they would eat from that plate uh, at your table. So these are all like old traditions. Uh, they're definitely not something that, that I don't think anyone really does anymore. But that can give you an idea of like the fact that the meal itself is more than just the food. It's also like all this that kind of like um, rituals and, and rules around it. Okay, um, so uh, that's Christmas. Everyone loves Christmas. But um, I'm just going to come back to Michelle now. There's also a celebration that everyone loves and goes with this um, very very popular song. And forgive my voice. I'm not the best. <laughs> I'm not the best singer. <laughs> Um, because of this popular song, Joyeux Anniversaire, Joyeux Anniversaire. <laughs> so, Michelle, I just want to ask, um, have you um, spent any of your anniversaire, your birthdays um, in France? And if so, how was that? Was there any cultural shock or was it just straight and normal like every other person? Just cake, candles and that's it. Yeah, interesting question. I've actually never spent um, a birthday in France yet, but um, from what I see from Alexandre's birthdays, <laughs> he doesn't even tell anyone. <laughs> it's not, it's, let alone no cake, there's no, <laughs> no knowledge of the event whatsoever. Um, and I've noticed that French people don't tend to make a huge fanfare about birthdays. I know that in Australia and in the USA, um, for example, my friends will send me like 30 helium balloons to my workplace <laughs> as a for my birthday and I'll receive lots of flowers, I'll have a gigantic cake and I don't think you really do those things in France. From what I've seen and understood, you do not send flowers or helium balloons to someone's workplace in France, even if it's their birthday. And yeah, it's, it's quite different. How would you describe it? Yeah, um, I, think, I think there's like two, maybe two different birthdays, depending on your age. Um, if, you're, if you're young, like if you're like, you know, below 14 or 15, 
uh, you will do like you know a small celebration. You have a cake and the candles. You build a candle, which is pretty classic stuff. I think I don't think there's anything very unique to France. But but yeah, it's true that after that we kind of like just like yeah we acknowledge the birthdays. Uh, we're like oh yeah happy birthday. But it's not like we don't celebrate too much birthdays. I feel like maybe with your family sometime you're gonna you're gonna do something for your birthday. You're gonna yeah. go out to eat for a bit of a fancier restaurant or you're gonna have a special meal. Um, again, like in France, it is very customary to, to use food as a celebratory thing. So you're going to eat like, you know, a bit more expensive food for special occasions. So birthday is one of them. Uh, you will get like good food. You get some gifts too sometimes from your family. Um, but that really depends on, you know, your family and, and how, how that goes with them. I don't think there's like uh, necessarily a, a very strong cultural um, sense behind um, birthdays. Uh, okay. but yeah, I think it, it really depends. Yeah. Yeah, but I just have to add really quickly. I think it's really interesting because food that I would normally consider a very, very special occasion um, would be food that Alexandre just makes normally on a Monday night. So, <laughs> for example, like as a special occasion food in my mind, there would be like a blueberry tart, and you would make the pastry from scratch and the custard from scratch, and get these beautiful fresh blueberries. And whenever Alexandre, he just he's like oh, what do you want for dessert Monday night? Oh, yeah, let's make blueberry tarts. I'm like, it's Monday night. I'm not, I'm not making pastry and making custard. I don't even know how to make custard. And he'll just be like, no, it's really easy. And, you know, <laughs> he'll just bake a whole set of them. And this will happen like several times in the week. So, and I've noticed French people are like this. They all have extraordinary culinary baking skills. And what I would consider would be, you know, very special occasion food. Yeah. They would rip up on Tuesday night. <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Um, I just, just before we, we wrap up the episode, I would just like to mention that I have um, some French friends. And um, it's an interesting point to bring up because... I've talked, every single one I talk to does actually know how to bake. And I don't, personally, I don't know the first thing I would have to do if I, if I needed to bake. But they, they're always like, hey, I, I tried this new recipe and I, I did this new thing and um, I made my dad a cake for Father's Day. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's impressive. I have no idea how, <laughs> how that's done. But that's just me. It's not a general thing about um, Nigerians. I love Nigerians who can cook and bake but that's just me i'm I just um i'm lazy you know i i gila flesh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay so um i have to guess today which is a bit different so i have to be a bit more um a bit different as well so i'm going to ask uh, both of you um different questions so i'm going to start with michelle ladies first <laughs> so we're going to Michelle, I would like to ask, um, as a non-French native who has lived a period in France, uh, what was the biggest, um, what was the biggest cultural shock in terms of food that you um, that you experienced? For example, well, I can answer this okay. so easily. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all my friends and my all, all my non-French friends, we get that we all experience the same problem. You okay. Get the food they have is so rich like here in australia or in new york or in asia where i've lived you wouldn't have like double cream and blue cheese and <laughs> cheese for breakfast and dinner and lunch like all the time but in france you do and then your body's not used to it and you're just always having baguette 
you just get really <laughs> constipated after three <laughs> Like you just can't do anything. <laughs> this happens to all my friends. It's a very common problem. <laughs> Sorry for oversharing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, um, one one last quick question, um, Alexandra. I would like to ask because uh, I have a lot of friends who are not very um, um, very uh, francophile, if we can say that word in English, but um know some cliches about france like some common cliches <laughs> like like uh, michelle just talked about you know the whole baguette thing and then uh, yeah. i have i have this friend that um that once was having toast and she was like um she she said i'm eating low toast and uh, i don't know why she thought that made it <laughs> that made it like it's going to be french but there's this um there's this there are these cliches about france like uh which is wine and then la baguette and, and things like that um would you like to kind of like um um shed some light on these cliches and say okay not all french people are like this but you know just <laughs> <laughs> shed some light yeah. on it a bit um I'm, I, okay so the first one the baguette um that's that's true that's definitely true uh, we eat a lot of bread it's basically so so baguette in france is, is the equivalent of rice um in like uh, a lot of asian countries it's, yeah. it's basically the one of the fundamental like piece of the meal that you're gonna eat with a lot of things. Um, so bread is, is very very widespread. So yeah, no, that, that that one is fair. Um, when it comes to wine, that's a, that's a very interesting thing because we do have a lot of wine, and French people are very um, proud sometimes to a fault about about the wine that we have. Um, I think a lot of French people are used to drinking wine. Uh, it is kind of like a staple of, of, of a meal, having a glass of wine. Also, our wine is, is very cheap, right? Compared to, uh, especially compared to American um, uh, prices. When you go to New York, like buying any wine is, is already like four or five times more expensive than anything else uh, in France. And it's not the same priority. So I think that having easy access to wine makes it good to good wine, makes it that a lot of people do drink wine. Uh, but that being said, um, we are not all very knowledgeable about wine. Like I know little about wine, um, and I, I do drink quite a bit. But okay. um, I, I'm not like if you if you ask me about you know where is a wine, uh, where does a wine come from based on its smell, I will never be able to tell you that. Um, I have no idea. So so we have wine, but I don't think most French people are like you know really knowledgeable that much about wine. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like one thing that. I remember when I was in the US, like everybody was like turning to me as to like, what wine should we get? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so, so that's one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of different uh, cliches for friends. Um, he eats a lot of cheese. We, we, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we eat. That's another one, yeah. Um, yeah, cheese is like baguette. Like that's definitely a, a real thing. Uh, we eat a lot of cheese. Uh, Non-pasteurized cheese, um, smelly cheese, all, all you want. Um, things that are like also, I think the British calls us like call us frogs, uh, mainly because we eat frogs. Uh, that's something that <laughs> most people never eat. Um, that's that's a very weird dish that it's really rare. Uh, you yeah. wouldn't really eat frogs ever. Um, snails, though, yeah, we eat snails. That's true. He likes snails. We a do lot. Really eat snails. Snails yeah. good. Um, but you know, snails, snails kind of like. It's the, the land shrimp, right? It's like, uh, it's very similar. Um, not in taste, but like in philosophical. I still feel bad <laughs> eating that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I think that, I mean, there's, there's a ton of fish. I don't know if we should go down the list of like all the different things that, you know, 
French are known for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if if we do that, then we definitely wouldn't wouldn't finish this talk today because there are a lot of stuff. Um, <laughs> Michelle Alexander, thank you so much for being on my podcast today. Um, you. you guys were amazing. <laughs> um, your um your Instagram handle is going to be in the description or in the show notes for this episode. So you guys, if you if you enjoy this episode, then you're going to love. Instagram page it's amazing it's tailor-made for French learners um, I mean if you just want to relax and learn French in the evening or just check Instagram and see uh, what new French word you can just pick up then Naked French on Instagram is an amazing amazing place for you to go um, I don't I just asked you guys the last questions but I don't know if you guys would like to say one last thing just before um, we're done with the episode um, yeah, thank you so much for having us. We have loved chatting with you. It's been so much fun. And yeah, looking forward to collaborating further in the future and connecting with all you wonderful French intermediate learners. <laughs> definitely. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to that as well. I would love to have you guys back sometime. And I would also love to, um, to be on your platform someday in the future. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. And um, yeah, have a nice day and have a nice time. And I wish you the very best with your French learning. Okay, all right. Salut. Bye. <laughs> Bye.